Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Walking Dead episode... Walking, the walking, not the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead TV podcast episode two seventy nine. It is not the Walking Take, Dead episode two seventy nine. Yeah. Take two, take two, take two. We're doing it live. I'm not, I'm yeah. not retaking it. It all goes in, warts and all. So yeah, so this is Russ. Obviously, you can hear me fumbling. Uh, and, <laughs> it's fun. And back uh, is Mr. Aaron Newworth. I've made it, guys. Yay! I've made it for the penultimate episode of the first half of season 10. That, that's, why I'm, I'm that's why I don't want to do two takes, because he, we might lose them. So we can't, we can't <laughs> no. win. That's a good, yeah, no that's a good point. I, 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 I'm, I'm grasping my desk so I don't get pulled away to do other things right now. As I need to talk about this episode. We have no bits to waste. Tell the rest of the Hollywood elite to leave you alone for 60 minutes. Come on. I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm pushing them back as I speak. So, <laughs> and the other voices you hear are Richard Chubchill Sheldon and Mr. Daryl Taylor. Hello. Jim Dietz is running behind, but he will join us shortly. He's selling Girl Scout cookies. Yes, and like a good soldier, he says, "Carry on without me." But since we never leave a man behind, he will. He will join us later. Um, not a lot of news this week, or as Aaron pointed out, uh, still no title for the untitled show, huh? And the answer is no, there's still no title. So or, uh, I'm on title watch. Yes. There, yes. Aaron is on title watch. I thought it was titled the untitled walking dead project. That would be, that, awesome. I mean, that's my, that's my hope I mean, again. I, I think <laughs> I said this before, but I, I wish most, most projects I wish could be called untitled walking dead project or untitled, like Steven Spielberg movie or something, you know, <laughs> anything like that. That's just a better title. Pale horse. We'll call it pale horse. Pale horse. Yeah. yeah. That's a different podcast. Yes. <laughs> Do you think Liam Neeson started in that one? Maybe. Maybe. I think, I think all things told, I'd rather talk about that than this. But here we go. Ooh. Um Walking Dead, Season 10, Episode 7, Open Your Eyes. So we have one more episode before the, before the Super Bowl break, as I call it. Um, so let's get to it. Uh, the episode starts off with Sadiq, who is still having visions. And uh, he's, again, still not doing well. And uh, he's he's tending to I, – I, I had her in my notes as the older lady that was not doing well from last week. But we know her name is Cheryl. Um, and Cheryl is not improving. And In fact, very much the opposite. I'm I, aware that I have not been on for a few weeks now. But what do you guys think of Avi Nash's performance as Sadiq? I thought he's been fine. And I've also – with what we learn in this episode, wonder if he really has PTSD or if he's being fed hallucinogens. Uh, I guess we could talk about that more later. Yeah. 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 Speculation there. I mean, it's certainly whatever he's going through. It's certainly been amplified. I think that's better. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Uh, Rosita is still very sick. Um, And it's so funny because there's so much, it's like Chekhov's water everywhere you look. 
It's like obviously it's the water dummy. Like every uh, and they constantly kept, yeah, in every scene uh, that takes place in Alexandria, somebody is doing something with water. What's like the somebody's got a glass of water. Somebody's carrying water. Somebody jumped in the water. Yeah, There's a sign that says "Don't mess with the water." Exactly. There's Hydro Man from the Spider-Man series being like, hey, watch out for me. <laughs> yep. I, to... I, I mean, I'm, he can't know this. So I, I, I'm like, I'm giving a lot of benefit of the doubt. It's like, yeah, obviously there's no way he would realize that, you know, outside Gamma's been poisoning the water hole and Woody was right all along. Like, I mean, there's no, there's no reason for her, for him to Didn't like Aaron witness that. That's Didn't... the thing. That's, that's the other thing though. It's like, Aaron's like too busy, like trying to buddy, buddy up with Gamma to be like, guys, by the way, I saw something pretty weird the other day. Maybe you should take a look at this. Like that's, that's well, a different, different story. Well, before Sadiq figured it out, I just kept thinking, man, does nobody around here know their history? What caused the black plague? It was contaminated water. <laughs> Think about it. What is something everybody touches? Water. <laughs> but to, I mean, to well, to Sadiq's credit, a they're all tired. They're exhausted. True. Yeah. They're yeah. they're sleep deprived. PTSD. Every but the thing about it, everybody's drinking water, but not everybody's sick. There are a lot of people sick, right. but not everybody's sick. And I mean, it could Dante, take a while to Dante, gestate. Dante, yeah, and Dante could be maybe trying to throw him off the sense by like doing other things to kind of get his attention as far as what could be going on, or just to, just to drive him away from thinking about it at all. I mean, sure. Um, so he's starting to do some research. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of books. Obviously, he's trying to figure out you know what it is, and it could be typical. Like I'm totally guilty of this in my job. Is you rule out the obvious. It's like, oh, this isn't something simple. This is something difficult, right? This is something complicated. So you start looking for the most bizarre, uh, you know, crazy type of disease or pathogen or something that could be out there, and you overlook the completely obvious thing where it's like, oh, it's yeah, it's the one. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. I've done that. I do that in games a lot. We're like, well, of course the solution can't be this, so I'll go yeah. looking around the map for four hours in the other yeah. way Oh, that rock is ha- does have an outline on it. Yeah, the hidden package was right there. <laughs> yes. Um. So then he he starts. To, he has another one of his freak out sessions. Uh, Sadiq does. This um, is a cool one. The one before the opening credits. It's a yeah. It's, it's a good series of images, like the the hand that starts grabbing him. And so is, isn't he like being pulled away from the couch or something? Yeah. Just it, yeah. It's really weird. It's, cool. it's a cool like Nightmare on Elm Street style. Yeah, yeah. and then it cuts the credits, and it's like, oh yeah, cool, good job. <laughs> so Daryl, so we cut back to the to the jail cell, and Daryl get tells Lydia like, "Hey, come on, you you got to get out of here. We we've actually have someone that we need to put in this jail cell that needs to be in this jail cell." Um, and so they bring this this new prisoner in. Um, and when they go outside, they they notice that uh, Lydia says she knows him. And Gabe is – Father Gabriel is is a little perturbed with this whole situation. Yeah, he, um, he he's not he's not into the – basically, he's against 24. He's not like, okay, we can't Jack Bauer our way through this one. Well, Carol's like, all right, you know, we got we to gotta do what we got to do. Yeah. Um, but Gabriel wants him treated properly. He wants his wounds tended to and everything else. And Carol's like, he can bleed out before he gives us an answer. Um 
but they they ultimately don't go with that plan. Um, Daryl goes back to his room and um, he takes his shirt off and he plays with the dog. And again, they're kind of accentuating, I think, to show what all Daryl's been through, especially since they have a prisoner in the jail that they're probably going to end up mistreating for information. And Daryl has a lot of scars. Daryl's seen some shit. Oh, (laughs) yeah. He's been through some shit. Yeah. Yeah, This seems like a mix of, like, we're (laughs) going to troll the audience by giving them shirtless Daryl playing with his dog for a while, but also show, like, all the abuse he's gone through over the years. Yeah, right. Um, Gar- uh, Carol t- talks to Lydia some more, and, and Lydia mentions that you know he's he's one of them that was that watches the horde, and so that means he's kind of in the inner circle, and he's one of one of Alpha's trusted. Like basically, he's the lo- the most one of the most loyal of the loyal. Um, but Lydia thinks that maybe if they show him what they have there. That it almost it, it 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 would act like like poison, right? Like if he were to take that back to to the camp, then he could he, it would basically start to spread. You know the 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 thought of of a of a of a settlement out there that has food, water, electricity. But yeah, she wants to sow the seeds of she wants to like poison the well by showing yeah. showing good. Essentially, she wants to poison it with good right. good natured good natured. Uh, ideas and like look what all the teamwork and technology we can do <laughs> oh and then so they get back in there and the prisoner says he knows Sadiq like he knows he knows him and Gabriel says you know hey it's okay it's okay Dante can take care of it and so Sadiq goes goes back outside so again Sadiq, Sadiq continues to kind of go through the, the craziness mm-hmm. um, now we get we get some more we got a lot more Aaron and Gamma uh, this episode and um, Aaron shows up with bread and he's eating bread and offers her some bread. And they have a conversation about how many people they use making bread and how much bread they have. And it's just like it's this a whole, lot of bread, a lot of bread, not a lot of bread. Um, I got to say, for the most part, the whisperer masks haven't bothered me as far as <laughs> logically how these things can hold up. But something about the extended time on Gamma made me think. There's no way this is like skin. This this really seems like a Halloween mask at this point. Oh, for yeah. Sure. yeah. Like for yeah, the for some reason, like the other ones, like they just feel like all right, I can go along with this. But this one just felt like that's not somebody's face. Like, it looked rubber. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> well, do they make the masks every time out of faces? Because what are they doing with the big sheets of skin? I thought they were just making masks out of that and shaping them. No, because it's somebody's actual face. Somebody's face. Yeah, yeah that was that was a yeah. big deal about it. It's. That's part of the ritual for them. Yeah, and that's whole Beta's whole thing. He took his friend's face, right? Yeah. So what are they doing with all of that other skin? Well, I think they. I think that it's like a suit. Yeah. They yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought they just had the head on. Not no. no. They're, they're using all the buffalo. They're oh. using it. <laughs> well, at least they're responsible. Yeah, that's the way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, Aaron tells him, tells her about his daughter and you could tell they're kind of probing each other for information at this point, mainly her, him. Um, and he's basically making small talk. Right. And her inside is she wants a family. Yeah. When he mentions child, that's when she's, it's more like she was repeating what, uh, Alpha told her more than she was actually saying it for herself. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's dealing with like, you know, 
sacrificing her sister the other week and all that too. Like there's well, yeah. Did you mention the kid's drawing? No, we're not there yet. No, oh, okay. Uh, back in Alexandria, uh, Carol brings the. I think she's fully on board with Lydia's plan at this point, right? She comes in, she's all sweet and very nice, and mm-hmm. has a plate and um, jams and honey. It's funny. At first, I didn't realize that he'd been stitched up. I Me thought either. she came in there to stitch him up. And oh. obviously, it being Carol and not Dante or Sadiq, I thought the whole thing as well, she's obviously not as skilled and this is going to hurt. But well, yeah, no, they, they already did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she takes the, the cover off because they, they made it a little dramatic too. But uh, Yeah, no, they did try to hide and like, is she going to bring out torture tools all of a sudden? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's it's bread and various jellies and jams and uh, uh, I love bread. Yes. So she prepares it for him and asks him, "Well, which do you like? Would you like this one or that?" And he's like, "You know, all of it or whatever." And so she gives him the the bread, and you could tell he's like, hem, he he's hesitant to take it, and then he finally takes it and takes a takes a couple bites and is like completely savoring this meal. And then he spits it right back at Carol's face. Mm-hmm. So this guy, I think this, this is pretty well done because I really thought he was coming around to it, especially when he when he actually took a bite of the food and started to like I I, I bought it like I was sold. I, th- I thought he was he was uh, he was all in on it. I bought it to a point, but I'm like, well, I mean, for one thing, it's like 10 minutes into the episode. So it's like some other shoe has to drop at some point. <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah. going to be that easy for her to be like, oh, yeah, I, I just got the info. No, so, I didn't think he was going to. I didn't think he was going to do it. He was going to fall for that because he's one of the turbane dudes. He's alone a lot. So she has to trust him. He's got to be one of the uh, one of the, the people that are really they're, they're really into this thing. You know, they're really, they've had a lot of the Kool-Aid. Yeah, they just drank all the Kool-Aid, so I I just didn't think that he would ever... I, I, what I thought was that Carol would kill him. He doesn't want seconds on bread, but he's drinking up. Oh, he's drinking. <laughs> I mean, how he's many drinking. years have the Whisperers been doing this? I mean, Alpha's Way has kept them alive for a long time, so I mean, I could see whether it's effed up or not, his mind's been tainted with, this has worked for us for six, seven, eight years, however long, you know? Well, what what is the whisper? I mean, what is one on one for any any kind of group? You know, any kind of uh, cult, cult or whatever is to is for you to the first thing is to break you down and and make you yep. think that you are nothing. You are nothing without the leader, which did, he believes it. And right? all this is you know, it's rather heightened given. It's not just like, oh, I'm alone in the world. It's the world no. has literally ended, and there's only so many ways to survive now. <laughs> yeah, it's an right. insane world, yeah. Yeah, this isn't the hypothetical the world is going to yeah, end. No. <laughs> it's, not like, world. it's not like flat earthers where they're just like, right. oh, I'm so sad, and I need something to connect to. This is like, this, there's zombies now. <laughs> like, yeah. This is something legitimate, and we need a way of survival. <laughs> also, uh, flat earthers, come on. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Rosita and Sadiq, uh, we we get a little bit of time with them. Again, Rosita's really sick, and this is just kind of like touchy feely moment between the two of them. Rosita Uh-oh. even brings up Eugene, and um, you know, and, and Eugene is or uh, Sadiq says, "Oh, Eugene, you know, he 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 bounces back. Like he's one of those people that can bounce back." And he talks and about people that can't. 
this scene is what told me that either Rosita or Sadiq or, or both yeah. would be dead by the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, so you cut back to Carol and obviously she's pissed off at this guy. Now she digs her hand into his, uh, her finger into his, his wound there. She asked, he, she asked him about the horde and of course he's not giving any of it up. And he started, he started, she started asking about the various terrorists around the country and if they were going to mm-hmm. you know, yes. launch any attacks. Then she starts saying, where's the trigger? And she's like, where's Marwan? It was just a really confusing thing for the whisper. Yes. Um, but he, he really kind of gets under her, under her skin, no pun intended. Um, but tells her, you know, hey, if, if, I, if I saw you out there, you know, you've got some animal in you. And he, he compares her to a, to a bitch in heat. He and, says that, and then they they give a shot of Daryl, and, yep. and the look on his face is like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And then she proceeds to punch him in the face many times. <laughs> yeah. She, she, no, she takes the ring out of her ha- or yes. pocket, puts it on yep. her finger, then and starts beating him a bunch of times. In the <laughs> yeah. And he calls them weak. He calls them weak, because Daryl says, okay, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Daryl gets in on it and says he threatens to to cut off his fingers, then his ears, and then you know pull his teeth. And he's he's not buying it. He's he Daryl pulls out his knife, pulls his hand up on the wall, and he's and the prisoner starts going off about Alpha and how she, you know she sacrificed so much, she sacrificed her daughter. And then they're like, huh? Um, and that's when they get out of him that Alpha told the rest of them that she had to kill Lydia because Lydia was not one of them anymore. And so at this point they stop because they know, okay, now we've got him with something because obviously if he sees Lydia, he knows that Alpha's lied to them about something important. It's a, it's another crack. So it's you know, perfect fuel. Yeah. 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 They think, okay, come take the fact that they live in a society that is, working and coming back and thriving with the fact that this person he worships and was, is willing to lose his limbs and ears for, uh, has, has lied to them about something very, very, uh, serious, especially because their whole bit is, you know, no attachments, no family, no, no nothing. And so for her to have lied about saving her daughter, that's, that's a big deal. It leads to this next bit where I'm like, why, why not do this? Like, I, like, yeah, I, I, I was annoyed with Daryl this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because right after this, Carol leaves out of there and is going for Lydia, and Daryl's like, don't, don't do this. Like, don't, you know, she's been through enough. Don't, don't do it. And I'm thinking, well, what, what is, what is this putting her through? Just yeah. the, the, the presence of her being in a room. That's not putting her through anything. <laughs> I get, I guess it's the whole like telling her. Not only is your mother let you go, but she's actually told other people that she killed you. Like that. That's how. You know. So. I. I mean, I mean it's thin, but that that's it's, very it is really, thin. it's it's thin enough for me to not to really but like as much as I like where things go by the end of this episode, that specific portion was like, how is this like of the things that she's seen? This is gonna rock her world, like you in in this dire scenario where there are people against like on opposing sides. It's like the the fact that you're just you know you're you're a helpful tool at this point. Like okay, whatever. Which also makes me not 
buy what they tried to sell on the bridge with her. Which that's what I'm out. saying. Like, like the, 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 it, getting, getting to that extreme is like that's, that seems very extreme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sadiq goes to visit Cheryl again, and she's doing even worse than she was before. And at this point, Cheryl's pretty much come to the realization that she's not going to make it. She's going to die. And she tells Sadiq to sit down, rest his peepers, and get some rest. Because other people, you know, like he doesn't need to tend to her. She knows where she's at. But other people need his his care um, and he he needs to rest. Uh, we go back to Gamma and Aaron back on the bridge, and uh, this is where he gives her the drawing of uh, his daughter's drawing, and it's her riding a bike. And he ta- he talks to her about you know ri- about her riding, and uh, he thinks it's just an excuse for her to stay out with her friends. And um, and then Gamma slips about the, that she used to ride bikes. Um, until their you know, their mother had to go tell them to come home, and he's like, "Oh, brother or sister," and she kind of realizes she slips and and buttons up and doesn't say anything else. Um, Aaron talks about his brother, and so this is just small talk, and and she starts digging more, and Aaron's like, "Look, I know you're trying to prep me for information. I'm trying, you know, I was trying to do the same thing to you. Why don't we just just not give in to what Alpha wants from from." either of us and just talk about small talk. I could talk about my brother all day and you could talk about, you know, whatever. And, um, I, um, I could appre I, I, you know, Aaron and this version of Aaron is preferable. I I don't think we can disagree with this as far as like, yeah, this is like the Aaron Lee we know, right? Like he's the guy that, you know, wants to be the people person, wants to make connections or whatnot. I, I wish there was a reason why we just suddenly see this transition. Because I, I can't say I was enjoying Dark Aaron very much. But at the same yeah. time, it just seems like he was but just... But it is being, night and day difference. Yeah, it yeah. seems like it just went from being a super dick to back to exactly the same person he was. Like, where was that's it? Like, just, that's just how Aaron's are, so... <laughs> the I mean, I get that, like, what, there was that episode of him and Negan where they just eventually kind of came to certain turns, but were like, okay, so he's just completely back on the good side again. The man with the metal arm has been defanged. Right. Yeah, but he was still pretty hardcore against the Whispers at that point. Even yeah. though he, he kind of lightened up on Negan. So yeah, this yeah, is kind of so weird. The only just, thing, yeah, I mean, the only thing I th- I think the only the only rationale I can think of with it is is he's trying to work her. So he's he's basically yeah. putting his anger aside to work her. But it almost seems like he's not trying to do that either. So well, I think I, he's under orders too of what to do and how to. Because I thought that he was meeting her in secret, but it's obvious later that at least Carol knows. Oh yeah, no, he's. he's I mean, I don't know if it's. So. A, I don't know if it's being under orders. I think he certainly communicated the fact that hey, I met this one out there, and I'll see what I can do. But yeah. it's just the whole demeanor. Like, yeah, he's playing a part for sure. But even then, it just seemed. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> we, we've seen what Aaron was like, and suddenly he's kind of transitioned this other way even before making this play like the what a couple weeks ago when he was just like here take this bandage yeah. or whatever like it just seemed like he had a whole different kind of mood going on that all of this said i do like that he just calls out the whole like instead of having this whole ruse go on where it's like you know gamma's secretly pretending to be a good person even though she's still working for out i like that he just calls it's like i get it yeah. like we're both we're both doing this thing here I, I i know the dance that we're going on he he doesn't trust her 
which that yeah. would be that would be more egregious. <laughs> yeah, so he very much so. Um, All right. So Dante and Sadiq are meeting with the prisoner. He's not feeling good. He starts to he's like he starts to shake. He's kind of freaking out a little bit. He pukes up a bunch of blood and then he dies. And and I'm like, why? Yeah, I'm like, what <laughs> the hell? Mm-hmm. At this point, you're just like, okay, what's what's going on with this? Um, and Sadiq picks up a bottle and he's like, well, he says something about you know who gave him that, and he's like, well, that that's Hemlock. And he and he's and I think Dante says I thought it was something something else, and he's like, no, it's Hemlock. He's like, how? Why would you? Why would you do that? Why? How would you? You know, why wouldn't you? You know, check it or whatever. And he goes, well, I didn't check it because you packed the bag. Dun dun dun. So walk walk through this a bit. Like, where are you? What do you? Th- we, we we talked about this before. I think Jim asked this question before you. It's not on yet. Uh, like, have we been? Have you guys been suspicious of Dante? Yes. I always thought he was a. And no. So, the when he first, said that weird thing, I thought he was a whisperer to him. The, Remember that time fir- he said something really weird? Yeah, the first the first episode he was in, I don't know if that was the first episode of the season or not. It was, yeah. Yeah, I had this complete distrust. Like I was like, there is something up with this guy. I don't know what's going on, but he just appeared out of nowhere, and he took advantage of, I guess, you know, the kingdom falling and everything else going on. And he snuck his way in here, and then I was like, but then, like a couple episodes later, when he is, like, taking a Sadiq through his PTSD and, and leveling with him and all that, like, he played me just like he played Sadiq. Because, yes, I thought in the first episode something was up, but then after after that third episode, I was just like, uh, he's just a quirky guy. Maybe he's okay. He seems to be helping yeah, Sadiq. Is, Boy, did he fool me! <laughs> there was a bit of there was a bit too much like dude broness going on in that first episode. Yeah, I thought yeah. Could either be, yeah, we that did could think have, that was a little odd. Yeah, and but that could have been either the result of just like the actor being new to the series, or like the writers not knowing how to work with him, or just they did a good job pulling the wool over. So yeah, there was a good long con going on here. I will yeah. say yes, I was suspicious from him from the start. Um, I can't say like I was like this guy's definitely a whisperer the whole time but there's certainly yeah. like a well it's in between seasons so clearly this guy jumped in at some point and like i can understand like the logic of like okay there's a guy that's qualified medically so he has to be in a, like all that makes sense to me like the the background of this i can add up in my mind but then it's like well what am i supposed to make of this guy i mean you don't introduce a character like this because they're not going to serve some kind of purpose right so it's right. like what's going to happen here so flash forward to this part of the show we're like okay yeah we've obviously we've been seeing Sadiq's nightmares and everything so like did he pack the wrong medicine I guess that adds up that's where my head was at I was like okay we're actually we're dealing with Sadiq heavily now because of like and I mean he's already been like the main focus of this episode so it's like okay cool we're, we're getting in the head we're seeing where things are going what's going to happen next like I was genuinely concerned for Sadiq's like safety at this point like what's uh-huh. is this guy just gone like mentally like what's going to happen here well, I didn't think he existed. So you thought he so was imaginary. I thought for a while he was. Ima- I think a couple weeks ago, I think I was. You like, thought he was clearly- Tyler Durden. Yeah, I th- <laughs> I totally did. And then I think after a couple weeks ago, it was pretty clear that that was not the case. But but yeah, for the first few uh, after like maybe episode three, I think that was my theory is maybe he's not really real or you know. That's fair. No, I, I I like exploring those op- opportunities where it's like, well, no other character seems to be talking to this man, so yeah, 
but he was doing a lot of baby duty. So I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like would have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I. I know where Literally you're coming from. A lot of baby can... duty. You got yeah. it. I know where you're coming from. I can just like I feel like that. Yeah, the holes kind of come through, especially last week when he's like yeah. literally dealing with patients. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. But no, I hear you for sure. Like it's a valuable or a valid like way to think of it early on. When Gamma leaves Aaron, she goes. She's in the woods. She takes her mask off. She's looking at the picture. Yeah. That that Aaron gave her, and at that time she's distracted. A walker comes up. She she's able to hastily kill it, but it was a it was kind of a close call. Yeah, um, she gives like a headbutt, right? Like it's a red honor, and yeah. she like forces his head into the tree. It's like yeah. all right, cool. Yeah, um, but Alpha was watching, and Alpha's always watching. Yeah, Alpha's always watching, <laughs> and she she kind of goes through this big spiel with Gamma about being used, and you know that they're they're deceptive and they're not telling the truth, and um makes her take take her mask back off and gives her a bunch of lashes with a with a a switch essentially on tells her, her arm. tells her Aaron's manipulating her yeah um and literally whips her um on on her on her arm and then covers it back up and says you know she's always the one on her side um, i'm beginning to think this alpha person's not good i man I'm really not – it's the presentation that really bugs me with her. It's the overly, like, overly sappy, southern, drawl, like, exaggerated speech. I, I just – I don't I – Hey, don't but like she's no Ginny. Yeah, well, yeah. Who's Ginny? Which one's Ginny? Fear. That's fear oh, fear. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I hear – I, I, I have no problem with it. I think it's the the theatrical nature of it really adds for me. Like compared to some of the other villains we've had, uh, specifically Negan, where I could really not care less about his macho nonsense, which plays off way more now because of what I know about him. Like it works now. Um, here, it just it, there's a level of menace that I really buy into with her, regardless of like how on point the accent work is just because I think like she has to be in on the stick herself to like pull it off. And because it's backed up with so much actual like intelligence, I mean, it, it works for me. <laughs> like it's, it's paying off the whispers. They've done a really good job. I think in presenting them as a scary group, Yeah, they like, seem like, a like, yeah. like the tension in this is way better than any tension we ever had against the saviors. You know, I mean, because the saviors are always like they're intelligent when you need them to be, and they're idiots when yeah. you need them to be. There's right, never a right. there's never a balancing act with these whispers. They're always a, they're always just like creepy weirdos that probably can kill you if you're not looking. Like there's no I'm never not worried about that aspect of it. And just the fact that they're you know hiding among zombie like, walkers, I'm always you know sitting there thinking, well, this could be a dangerous scenario. So. Yeah. Welcome, Mr. Dietz. Hello. Yeah. Sorry I'm late. Girl Scouts ran late tonight, so my wife was a little bit late, but I'm back now. Hello. But did you finish selling the cookies? Oh, it's not even cookie season, dude. Now it's... Uh, Rabbit uh, season. No, it's not duck season. Duck season. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's uh, fruit, fruit, candy, and nut season. So, oh, wow. Local, our local Girl Scouts are selling a whole bunch of delicious candies and nuts for the holiday season, and... Uh, February's cookies, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they do cookies twice a year, I think, around here. But 
Well, Jim, we were just talking about the merits of Alpha of uh, Mort- Samantha Morton's performance as Alpha with the accent and everything. Are you are you a fan? Are you buying into like her shtick and her deal? I like it. Uh, I like her. I think she's she's always been a strong actress. I've always liked uh, her choices as far as roles. Um, I, I my favorite part lately has been seeing like the contrasting management style of Negan up against hers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been very interesting, but I think uh, you were making a good point earlier. When, as I as I logged on, you know, the, the whispers are definitely more of a threat than the saviors. You know, um, the saviors they just you know immediately went Rick Grimes and decided to go kill them all. Which uh, whereas you know the whispers, I think they, I mean considering the the state that they're in and the state of health that everyone's in and all this other stuff, it's like they really uh, they don't have that kind of uh, you know. Uh, wherewithal, you know, to go after sure. the whispers, yeah. you know. And especially, I mean, the, I mean, her and Negan both ruled by fear and by being the uh, quote-unquote alpha male, but um, her, or alpha wolf, I guess, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go straight to male, but, um, uh, you know, style's vastly different, of course, but I feel like, you know, Negan was more of a sideshow, you know what I mean? Whereas, yeah. whereas uh, you know, uh, Alpha is just very much about getting uh, results, you know, without without you know having to flex. And when I don't know, there seems to be like a real like more of a dramatic thing going on with her when she kills one of her people, as an example, rather than Negan who made like a real show of it, you know. True. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense or not. Well, it feels like oh, there's a sen- there's a sense of logic to what they do. Where Negan, it's like yeah. I guess I'm putting on a show here. And I don't, you know, whatever the results are, that's what they are. But, hey, I did it. Like, there seems like there, whatever ritual or whatever you want to call it, there seems to be, like, a very specific line of thinking every time Alpha does something. There's there's, yeah, Negan, there's something there. Negan, it was more, we have these rules, and I'm going to use this to make a point and keep people in line so they don't uh-huh. get out of line. And Alpha's more like, this is how we survive. We have these rules to so where we survive, and if you break the rules, it's it's there's no emotion to it. It's not meant to necessarily intimidate or put fear, although that's the end result. Yeah. But it's more just like, no, this is how things. This is this is how it is. It's not. It's not. It's not to her benefit. Whereas with Negan, it was all about making sure he consolidated his power and and proved a point. Right. Yeah, and at the, at the same time, it just feels like there's a there's a lived-in quality to the whispers where I don't need her yes. to explain why there's like a switch needed in some places or like she takes a mask off sometimes. Like I don't need any of that because it just I can I get the sense that the things that she's doing has an internal logic that they understand. I don't need them to explain it to me. Right, and and they've definitely had enough time in the timeline for them to be this ingrained sure. in those beliefs, you know, and for them to have this kind of following. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you'd rolled out with the whispers, you know, before the time jump, I don't think it would have been quite as believable. It comes down to the writing, too. I mean, the writers, oh, yeah, they're, they're doing a good yeah. job of adapting this portion of the story where it's not it's not a matter of a feeling dragged out. It's a, in the same way that I feel all out war was. It's a matter of, OK, we have a new credible threat and we want to make sure we deliver on that in a way that's unique to the series because it is different, but also right. something that's effective as far as this is a show you know that relies on horror and drama so let's make sure to deliver on both of those aspects yeah that's i mean the whispers really brought that aspect of horror back to it i think Mm -hmm. Uh, just kind of like existential dread you know that kind of horror aspect Mm -hmm. for sure yeah yeah and i definitely appreciate that about that well 
an Angela Kang style of show running, I mean, she's definitely keeping an appropriate pace. Um, like you were saying, Aaron, they drug out all out war. But whereas sometimes like this episode, I kind of felt like, am I missing something? Did we skip something? Um, but at the same time, by the end of the episode, I had, you know, my plate was full. It was what I wanted. So I don't know. It's It's been a really good season for the most part. And I really like the way they're doing the whispers. So, it yeah, it just I just to comment a little bit on that because I haven't been here for so long. But like the in the books, this is where I really started to like Negan. Like I because I as much as I have problems with him here in the in this show during those seasons, the book wasn't much better for me. I really was like, all right, this guy just swears a lot. But like it's in this portion after all that war where I really started to like. Okay, I get what they're doing with this character. I like that. And so now that we have the show doing the same thing, and I'm like, well, naturally I like this because I I know Jeffrey Dean Morgan is very capable of pulling something like this off. And now that we have like an established backstory for this guy, him pulling putting this bravura stick on where he's you know saying thing, talking a bunch, and making a lot of big show out of everything, like it's backed up by motivation that I can understand. And so I really like I'm enjoying watching him involved in this world now. Agreed. But he's not here this week, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Jim, we're at the part where Gamma was getting whipped in the arm by Alpha. That's where you jumped in on us with. Okay, dude. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so Carol grabs Lydia, and they ride off. Uh, she's asked, asked Lydia to help her with something. Um, and Sadiq goes back to Cheryl's room, and she's not there. The room is kind of like almost stripped bare. And so this is a part, again... Seeing Sadiq break down and you start to, th- at least I did, start to think, okay, is anything he's going through, like how much of this is real, how much uh-huh. of it is, a, is not, uh, is imagined? Like I was beginning to wonder if that old lady patient even existed. Yeah, or did she die a long time ago and or yeah. die, you know, when she was being cared for Don- by Dante and Sadiq never, you know, he was, he's been going to an empty room this whole time. Um, and I think... Even Sadiq was questioning whether or not he was sane. Um, because oh, yeah. I mean, when, he's, when he's waking up in the middle of the night, like, holding a baby, standing on a watchtower, it's like, okay, this guy's, yeah. like, he's tripping. Yeah. That said, um, seeing these, like, flat, these images of, like, like all the, like, the crazy editing that they're doing to, like, show, like, his state of mind, for one thing, mm-hmm. it's handled pretty well. Um, although there's, a, there's another character on a different show that handles PTSD quite well as well this week that's actually better. Um yeah. And the the S doesn't stand for stress in that one, um, but <laughs> the uh, the work here to like show those scenes it reminded me of the movie Session Nine. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but I, I wanted oh, to make much of that. Yeah. It's it's, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a cool little flick that really deals with like uh, among other things, there's a psychological struggle going on with the main character, and you get a lot of that same imagery as far as click out of focus on his head and then you just like shoot to like random images with like blood coming out at one point or like just people and like weird voiceover so it's like okay i like what and i know michael cudlitz directed this episode so it's like okay he's, he's pulling off some cool stuff here as far as yeah depicting that this week um so Sadiq goes outside and he sees that dante has uh there's there's somebody wrapped up in a sheet and the cross that was hanging up above her bed is there and he's dug the grave and he decided to bury uh, Cheryl. And so, again, Dante starts to, f- to freak out um, once again. And the last time he ran and shoved his head in a, in a thing of, of, of ice-cold water, 
This time he goes and jumps in in their pond or you know, the waterway or or whatever whatever it is that they've got in, in Alexandria, and jumps in and just starts to sink to the bottom. And Rosita comes and pull actually pulls him out. And at this point, again, I thought, I bet you Rosita's not really there. Like, how does she go from being <laughs> so convinced that somebody's just, a ghost? I know I'm it. convinced that somebody's not real, damn it. Did, did somebody tell you this episode was directed by M. Night Shyamalan or something? I mean, <laughs> you keep spoiling for somebody not to be there. <laughs> I, I I keep thinking if I keep guessing enough, eventually I'll be right. Just just uh, just out of sheer will. Um, but they have a they have a, a kind of a heart to heart conversation, and this is where Don uh, Sadiq opens up about the fact that he essentially has PTSD and he's been having a real hard time, and and he even says at one point he's like, you know, you know what it is that bugs me about Dante is the fact that Enid's not here, and he knows every time he goes into that clinic and he sees him and not Enid, it's really bugging him because he, he misses Enid a lot. And he even brings up Tara, and he's that, like... I'm sorry, did that come out of left field for anybody other than me? A little bit, because I forgot. That seemed like... <laughs> well, no, I remember like, them working, but I don't remember them like ever like... The reveal, here in a, the reveal here in a few minutes kind of yeah. makes it make sense. Well, yeah, but you, yeah, yeah, I, at first, I was kind of like... I'll put it this way. There's there's ways to handle that, and one of them is just being like previously on The Walking Dead, and you show random clips like, why would they show that? And then you're like, oh, all right. Like, at least this is like, a, okay. I mean, character-wise, it makes sense, even if they haven't done an explicitly great job of being like, oh, these two had a connection because of their medical profession. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I guess it's one of those that are victim of the six-year time jump, right? Uh-huh. Like, you never got to see... Their closeness, we never got to see. But I just—I don't, don't even remember them even referencing that before at all. Like even oh, lip, yeah. sorry, lip service or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's oh yeah. I mean, you're you're not wrong. It is just yeah. uh, how do you? You got to do a lot in like 45 minutes <laughs> sometimes, and it's yeah. just like you have to just kind of skip past the thing. And it's it's the it's the drawback of having a show that deals with you know quote-unquote surprise deaths every now and again where it's like well now you gotta like back you know right. it's the same thing like carl where so much work has been done in like post carl world where he's become a saint now and he had all these magic remember when t dog gave all those people that ride <laughs> yeah. oh man he saved those kids yeah man that was rough that's it, that's kind of what yeah it's been yeah, it, since then you know it's a lot of after the fact storytelling that's why the show's not the best show it's just merely quite good yeah <laughs> I just I just didn't know if like that had been established and I missed it or I just hadn't really seen it. No, and you know again, so they flash to what what's ha- what happened in in the shed and everything, and he 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 starts to break down because he did nothing. He's like, all those people were being killed and I did nothing. I st- I sat there and watched as it was happening, and Rosita just kind of tells him, "Was like, well, you know what? There's not much he could have done. I mean." You know he'd be dead just like everybody else if 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 he if he tried something, um, and then he talks about you know not being able to figure out you know what's making everybody sick and he looks over to the water and it's like he has the re- this is the revelation right this is the moment where he figures it out um, where he looks over and sees the the water wheel going and realizes that it's the water and he goes over to the switch. And so there's a switch between drinkable water and non-drinkable water, and it looks like the switch is broken to make it look like it's been 
put into drinkable water when it's in non-drinkable water. So, and maybe that gets back to the point we we're saying too about why some people are sick and some are not. Maybe somebody's switching it back and forth, right? So some people are not, you know, they're getting, especially if they if they have jugs or of water or whatever at their house. Maybe they have, you know, they've they've stocked up enough on the good water that they didn't they weren't lucky enough to hit the roulette when when the bad water came Can in. We, so just to back up, how did how does this work? I mean, so the river's tainted, right? Because Gamma cut people open and poured their right. stuff in the thing. But does that like so but they're collecting water and they have like a what, I guess a treat their their own version of a treatment facility. So they have good what like the water that's been treated that's drinkable water and then they have a lever for undrinkable what like what is maybe maybe they're well maybe they have more than one source like one of the sources might be that river that's why only some of them are sick and some aren't i I mean or it could also be that i'm not trying to be yeah i'm not well go ahead jim sorry no i was gonna i was gonna say well i guess well i was just gonna say it could be a whole red herring that we're thinking it's Gamma pouring the guts into the water. It could be Dante the whole time poisoning the water right there within Alexandria. Well, I well, think he, the fact that – I think there's there's probably – I mean, obviously, there's a lever to switch, right? So, mm-hmm. obviously, there's a, there's a source of water that they know, what, even if it's – however it's contaminated – is used, I'm assuming, for things like crops and, you know, whatever they were, you know, probably washing clothes. Yeah, well, yeah, or, you know, build, you know, uh, construction, whatever, that they need water, but they don't want to take their good supply of water, um, you know, um, and so so that's what, that, that's what it, I, I think it's more just the fact that they're, for whatever reason, they have two supplies of water. One of them is, is a known good source and the other one is, um, is not that. That, that that's the kind of the gist of it. But. I get, I mean, the, I just, I think the direction here was off a bit as far as having me understand what he's realizing, because if no, you're, I, I agree. if you're telling me that Sadiq is looking at levers and being like, wait a minute, the poison, the, the undrinkable water has been being drinking. Oh no. It's like, well, doesn't that make the gamma stuff redundant? So why show that to begin with? So it's like, all right, I, I, I understand you're having an epiphany moment, but at the same time, it's not it's not clear to me like how this is supposed to matter as far as what water's what if there's always been undrinkable water regardless if there's poisoned water or not poisoned water right right um but he gets it so whatever i i wrote in my notes he figures it out exclamation yeah, point, so. <laughs> finally eureka is the oh, 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 oh. Yeah. sorry <laughs> Uh, so we cut back to Gamma, and she gives she throws back the picture at Aaron, and Aaron goes to pick it up, and she grabs him, and you know after her encounter with Alpha, she's kind of reaffirmed her position or whatever, and she's she's and you can tell she's struggling with it, but she she knows what she needs to do, and so she she has Aaron where she wants him and asks him, you know, how many, how many people there are, you know, she starts asking him, you know, kind of basic questions about the settlement, which is funny because I would assume she already knows, like alpha knows those answers, right? They've yeah. been, uh, like, what they've these been, questions been, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, alpha seen him. She was there She put yeah, on the wig in the midst of it. Yeah. yeah. And she's got Dr. Death over here reporting on him too. I go, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it was more just like a Gamma's Hail Mary. Yeah, just like a reaction because she's like, "Oh crap!" You know, I've got to show that I'm not. You know, he's not working on me. 
So I'll just start asking questions. Um, so you think Gamma is like being slightly wooed by the dark side or the whatever we want to call it, <laughs> the, her dark side? For oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Which makes sense. I mean, just the interactions they've had alone. Yeah. Like, like early on when they first, when you first see him start talking, like just the way she's naturally talking, like she's not doing the whole, yes. like, you know, whispering. ASMR thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, at this point, Carol shows up with Lydia and Gamma doesn't know what's going on at this point because, again, they've been told that Alpha killed Lydia and Lydia's standing right there in front of him. And Gamma runs off. And Carol tells her, tells Lydia that, oh, they, your, your mother told them that, that she killed you. And then Lydia freaks out and just was like, oh, you used me. You know, you, I thought I was coming here to help and you just wanted, wanted to use me. And, um, she's like, I, I'm not on anybody's side anymore. I'm, I'm on my side. And, and Carol tries to tell her like, Hey, it's too dangerous. Don't go. And she tries to go after her. And Lydia takes her staff and whacks Carol with it. Yeah. Um, Carol wants to go after her and Daryl's like, no, it's too dangerous. You know, or no, Aaron, Aaron's there. I'm Aaron's is there. Yeah, it's too dangerous. You know, you, you don't want to – they may be watching. You can't cross over. And so they let Lydia run run off. So like you said, Rich, this is like a – like, okay, that's – she's just leaving all too – like, I know she's had some problems in Alexandria, but at the same time, it's like, you're just straight up leaving for yeah being around? I, mean, I get that she was upset, but that was just – I don't know. What did she think was happening? Like, what did Lydia co- what, what, when Carol was like, Lydia, come on, we're going to the woods. Like, what did she think was going to like result from that? And honestly, there's a part of me that wonders with after everything else going on, Alpha sneaking into the fair and um, this whole thing with uh, Dante and everything else. I'm starting to wonder if Lydia herself isn't an act. I mean, honestly, no. I don't think so, but there, it's in the back of my mind. Yeah, I don't. I I think there's zero percent chance of that. I don't don't think that's a thing. And that said, next to Negan, I think Lydia's the other most interesting character on the show right now. Um, So it's I I find it a shame that I'm not super a little overwhelmed by the the action that they put her through the by the end of this episode. And with that said, the best moment of the series of the season so far for me is when she comes into the lunch table and cuts open that rabbit in front of those guys. Like that's that's awesome. (laughs) That was the best part. Yeah. And just like just like a shh on her face to the, to the other dicks in there. To me, they're setting up a, a Lydia Negan reunion. I mean, that's that's the way <laughs> I look at this. That I mean, we've all read this right at this point in the comics. Are yes. we here? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to say anything more. I just I based off where things can go next week. I'm I'm anticipating a certain thing to happen, but I'm not entirely sure it will. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so now we get to the end of the episode and Dante, uh, Sadiq is standing in a room by himself and Dante comes up to him and, you know, just basically tries to, you know, check in on him, see how he's doing. And he starts telling him like, Hey man, you know, it's, it's just like, it takes a village and, you know, it's not just your fault for anything. It's, it's all of our faults. You know, we we're all in this together and he starts making this clicking noise with his jaw. Mm-hmm. And then Sadiq starts to flash back again to what was happening, and he sees there's a, a whisperer that was making that exact same noise that was around killing, you know, k- killing all their their friends and and putting them through all the stuff they did. And Sadiq looks down 
it, it was kind of it was the, the scene was shot really dark, so I couldn't tell. It was, was there, super dark. <laughs> yeah. So it it looked like it was a chair, but I'm assuming there was some sort of there was a something that could be used as a weapon that he started staring at. Mm. It almost looked like he was going to pick up a chair and whack him over the head with it. Yeah. No, there like. was an axe sitting there. Okay, oh, there I, I, it was yeah. like I said the the sound well, not like an totally axe, crushes. but like a a little hatchet was like leaning against that chair. I watched yeah. this up during the day, and there was a lot of glare on my TV, so I was having a rough time <laughs> following some of the things taking place. Yeah, I watched yeah. it on the satellite, and they crushed the hell out of the yeah. out of the damn signal. So it's it's dark scenes are really tough. Yeah, the Walking um, Dead season ten Blu-ray is going to be excellent for this sequence. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. And HDR will uh, will dramatically yeah. uh, uh, benefit from from this. Um. But once he kind of does that, and then he starts to make a move for it, and he grabs a hold of of Sadiq and starts to put him in the hold, and it was like, man, I didn't want it to you know to come to this or whatever. And then he, he Sadiq remembers him saying, "Open your eyes," mm-hmm. and so that's that's kind of, and then they kind of superimpose Dante over this whisperer that has the the same style mask and everything. And then there's a shot so, of Penelope Cruz from Vanilla Sky and the <laughs> Spanish yeah. movie that it was based off. Open your eyes, and it's like, what's going on now? Yeah. So at this point, I was I was still like, okay. Is he a whisperer? Is that what they're is that what they're saying? Like is that was that what they're saying? Dante's a whisperer. Uh-huh. And then when he when he chokes him out and and kills him, I was like, oh, so yeah, he. he yeah, I guess he was a whisperer. Huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This was an ugly moment. I was I was feeling bad. I was like, oh, <laughs> this guy he suffered so much, and now he's getting choked out. I really. This is another one of those deaths. This is kind of like the Carl death, where I was just like, man, I don't I don't like this. Like I don't I I'm not I, I don't think we were supposed rage, to like but, it. Yeah, but like even from a story standpoint, I'm just like I don't mm. anyway. This, I mean, this I, soured me on the episode. I will tell you that. Okay, I I hear where you're coming from. It made me uncomfortable because yes, I'm watching a character die, and there's potential for him as far as where the rest of the story could have gone, especially because you know he's the father of Rosita's of Coco. Um, like there's. There's but things there that dead? make me, yeah. There's things there that make me sick. We didn't talk about the the shitologist either, uh, but the uh, the um, there's a lot there that I'm like, okay, we're getting rid of this person who's been already suffering. That's a lot of suffering for one person. But I also, I, I've been calling this. I mean, in my own writing of the, the reviews of this episode of the of the show, it's like we could use more like surprise in the death department here and this is one of those things i i i'm I'm happy i'm happy i was caught off guard by this um it it's unfortunate for sure it's designed to feel cruel and uncomfortable but that's i mean that's what the show is at the end of the day like it is it is a show that i mean the the main theme is nihilism we come back to that all the time on this thing and i was i don't feel better because of it but at the same time i i can give a you know applaud whatever you want to say the show for going that route with things uh it's not gonna make things any easier that's for sure and that's where we end episode seven so one more to go until the until the break yeah jim daryl do you guys have any thoughts on like the death of sadiq here this was uh, i it was it, it seemed like kind of out of nowhere and it and, did. and, it and did. The, the, I was more you know I was more shocked about the fact that Dante is actually a whisper of spy than I was about the actual death of Sadiq, mm-hmm. which says I guess something about the writing of the character. Well, I, I, don't, I, I but thought it, they at least, had more plans. 
I thought there was, it was interesting that there was a trigger for his PTSD. I thought that was what they, they were implying, right? When he started clicking like that. That uh-huh, you know, yeah. it wasn't just randomly. I'm sure happening. Dante has been over his shoulder for weeks on end just planting little things here and there, you know, right. just if yeah. So I mean at least you know that's explained, but I just it seemed like a needless death to me. You know, it just seemed like something that, that Oh, it's getting near the end of the season. People got to die. Uh, we're going to kill this off. No, I mean, I hear you. Just, at the, at the yeah. same time, it's like we don't. We haven't really got that though lately. I That's mean, true. That is that, true. I will the, give you the that. Show is, the show is really slacked in that department as far as what makes The Walking Dead part of the what makes The Walking Dead, which is having untimely deaths for characters that you assume are going to be around for a while. Yeah. And so it's like I, I can't fault the show for doing the thing that. Fair it point. seems like it should be doing for the most part. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm trying to like, you know, separate my thoughts on yes, this sucks for this character, and it's a and like, was he developed enough for me to care this much, or also am I just feeling bad because it sucks when this kind of thing happens? Versus, well, the show was pretty clever in getting me to this point. Like I didn't think this was going to happen. It happened. I mean, I should feel good about that to some degree. Yeah, it it just had that. I mean, because I, I figured he was, from the day one when they showed him and he interacted with Sadiq, he had this kind of sadistic wink-wink with him. Well, we've all had that fishy feeling about him since right. jump. And, yeah. and every time he's had that, you know, something set him off. Not every time, but most times when he, something sets him off, he's usually right there. Like, it's, it's, it's so in your face that there's something up with this dude. Um, everybody's getting sick. And then when he didn't call anybody, when everybody was getting sick, uh, when Sadiqa took some time off and when he came back and he saw everybody mm-hmm. on the cots and stuff and he didn't call him or anything. Yeah. He, uh, he always seemed to be the one that was well rested, right? Everybody else seemed tired or out of it, but he just seemed okay. Yeah. It was just too much of that going on with that character that it just, it, it it felt like they were trying to tell us, you know, too much. They were trying to overdo it and say, it was almost felt like the water. This is the bad, no, this is the guy, this is, this is the dude. Um, so I, yeah, when it, when the death happened, it just, I don't know. I didn't really feel anything when he died. Cause you kind of had a sense that something was, was going to happen to him. Actually, I thought that they were gonna. I thought that they were gonna take him, or or for a minute, I thought, well, maybe it's too obvious that it's Dante, and then we, and then it's something where they program Sadiq or something. They were gonna do something weird where they she did something all you know crazy to Sadiq, and he's been doing stuff. The Manchurian something. I said, yeah, for a minute, I thought, are they gonna go that route? Because he kept having all these. Flashes, right? I kept thinking, oh, uh-huh. you're going to realize it's been him. You know, he's been doing stuff uh, and whatnot, and he would realize it. He, it, it just came to him. I mean, I was um, I was certainly fighting my denial as far as, like, he's just going to choke him out and, like, take him somewhere, not kill him, right? Like, I, yeah. I was, yeah, I was you yeah. know, trying to battle this yes. in my mind, like, no, don't kill him. Like, you can take him to Alpha or something. I don't know why. Because it felt like they were <laughs> building this. Because it felt like they, they focused so much on Sadiq this, season, this half of the season. It felt like they were building to something. Like, they were going to do something with him, and he was going to have to finally 
yet fight back with Alpha because it felt like he was, you know, like all this. He, he felt like so helpless because he didn't do anything. When I don't he was think captured. he's dead. You don't think he's dead? His eyes were open. I mean, if anything, that's more indication that he's dead. I mean, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's he won't, he won't always live you're... in our hearts. If his eyes were closed, yeah. I thought he just knocked him out and put him to sleep. But Unconscious, you, know. you don't do it with your eyes open. Yeah, so. I know. I'm just kidding. But okay. I, I, re- I really like Sadiq, so I'm kind of upset. So I, yeah, I mean, I'm not denying it's, it's a bummer. I, I don't disagree there. I just I think yeah. that everything, Daryl, you're saying, and Jim, you're saying, like, these are reasons why... It's weird to say I like it, but like I like what it did because yes, you're, you're thinking this guy, yeah, he 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 wasn't able to like save people in a moment where certain heroism could have made things different. I don't know how because those people were screwed either way. But it's like you're building to a point where yeah, this guy's going to prove his worth in some way or you know man up or whatever cliche bullshit you want to throw on there. But like it doesn't happen. It's, it's taken away from you. Nope. It's sad. I will, I will it's sad say. Thing. I will say though, this is like one of the a few like plot twists or whatever that they've had that I did not see coming. There you, so there you go. And, and I was surprised. And I, I, you know, speaking to your point, Aaron, you know, it's been a while since uh, The Walking Dead has had a surprise for me. You know, so I see what you, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's not um, like you know, it's not like a book moment where it's like, yeah, the heads on the pikes. That's a huge thing. Everyone knows that's right. coming. It's not surprising. Right. It's just like inevitable. It's just a matter of who is going to be on those pikes. So it's like, all right, this is like. Okay, this is. Uh, I want to just. I, I'm emphasizing this because I think it's important. Because it's like there's a lot of ways this show can go, and right. there's a lot of ways to keep things fresh. And this, I'm I'm happy that the show is doing more fresh things this season than not. Even if we have some quibbles here or there about certain aspects of it, it does feel like something where I, it's lured me in and fooled me. And I like getting fooled by this show that's occasionally dropped the ball heavily on these kinds of areas. So oh, I mean, I've said it a million times. The most uh, interesting show to me is one I can watch and not know what's going to happen from minute to minute, you know. Uh-huh. That's why the, the other show you alluded to has been one of my favorites this year. Oh, for sure. But um, uh, for Walking Dead to actually be able to do that after all this time was you know, quite a surprise. Like I said, I can't. I was trying to think of the last like big reveal or big plot twist that I was genuinely kind of shocked by and I, I honestly could not remember the best i can think of is the what is it the cannibals the what is it what the terminus yeah Terminus. Where it's like they completely subverted your expectations on that where right. it's like they put them in the cat they put them in the credits right they like they had they had you fooled thinking they're gonna be the big bad for the season then they take them out what like episode three of that season i was like, gonna say that was yeah. like five though right yeah it's i'm saying yeah. it's been a minute <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say oh, yeah. yeah as the kids say it has been a minute <laughs> true um, but before we get to our busters, we will do a brief uh, message from our sponsor, DCB Service, uh, Discount Comic Book Service at DCBService.com, as well as their sister site, InStockTrades.com, where if you order more than $50, or $50 or more, I should say, you'll get uh, free shipping. Um, so, again, we're approaching the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead, where we'll have a bit of a hiatus. So time for you to get caught up. If, you, if you're if you curious as to how the Whisperers arc played out in the uh, in the comics, you can catch up on those stories uh, by going to InStock Trades and catching up on the either the trades, the hardcovers, the compendium, uh, the absolutes, whatever whatever it is you, however you uh, consume The Walking Dead. There's, there's, Robert Kirkman has, uh, not giving you a limit of choice as to how he he would like you to pay for uh, reading The Walking Dead. Um, So you can definitely check that out there. 
um, as well as doing a pre-order for comics, statues, uh, toys, T-shirts, scarves, um, all kinds of cool stuff over at Discount Comic Book Service. We're at the just past the middle of the month for November, so uh, still plenty of time to cruise through the site and get your orders in over at DCBService.com. And we thank them for their support. Absolutely. So, Busters. Aaron, I'll let you go first since you're here in person, uh, live on the internets, to read them instead of having us to, to, to <laughs> summarize your thoughts for you. I hope my ramblings have worked out as far as reading my reviews for the past several weeks here. But, yeah, um, I like this episode a lot because of both the surprise factor and just because I think there has been good work done in building Sadiq up to this point. Um, there, There's... There's a lot of value in having, you know, an actor have to deal with something like this that's, you know, fairly internal and have to, like, have the show represent that. And so whatever other quibbles, whether it's, you know, the water realization, which I think was a little clumsily handled, or some stuff involving Lydia, I think the the, the A story of this episode was effective on an emotional level because by the end of it, he's dead. And it's like, okay, you've, you've built me up to a certain point and you kind of cut the rug out from under me. But I think it, it's going to serve a narrative purpose as well, which I'm you know happy with. And then you have the Aaron and Gamma stuff, which I think worked pretty well too, as far as how they chose to approach that storyline. Cause like you've mentioned, Jim, I mean, I, there's ways where you can see things coming. And I think the show's doing a good enough job of, not necessarily keeping me guessing. Like it's not like I was completely oblivious to how things are going to play out. But at the same time, I'm still I'm excited by the potential, and it seems to be living up to it as far as the choices it's making. Even if there's a few problems here or there. So four busters I'm at this week. I, I like this episode. Jim, what would you think? Um, I'm kind of reassessed since talking about this a little more, talking out with you guys, and I'm not usually the one who does that. But uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and give it four busters because, like I said, like you know, Aaron pointed out, it, it actually surprised me. Um, I like I like where the pieces are moving there for the finale. I, I'm interested to see how everything's going to play out. I, I was sad, you know, I I don't you know I don't know what exactly hit, hit me wrong about Sadiq's death because I can't really quite put my finger on it, you know. Um, but like I said, it seemed like the plot twist to me was more impactful. Um, but other than that, it was you know a solid episode. It's been a good season so far, or you know all along as we're coming up to the finale and. Uh, yeah, four out of five. Daryl, um, I did. I don't know. I didn't enjoy this episode. I mean, I guess you're not supposed to because it's the death of a, of a major character. Um, it just, I guess they did do a good job. Of it. I just felt like off I, watching it. I just didn't enjoy it. It just felt, you know, all the stuff was happening, and I kind of felt like he did, like you know, just off, confused. Uh, you know, and then the whole thing of him not getting the water and they kept putting the, like they kept banging you over the head that it's the water, it's the water. Uh, and then he finally goes, Rika, it's the water. Uh, and then he gets killed. Uh, and it felt so, you know, just so done, which I guess that was the point. I mean, you thought he would get a hero's moment and no, it doesn't always work out that way. Uh, so I guess I can give it a three out of out of five boosters. Gotcha, Vich. Yeah, uh, I I liked this episode. Um, I and at the same time was mad at the episode. I mean, I didn't like Sadiq's death, but it doesn't mean that everything about it wasn't done good. 
I mean, I thought them pulling the wool over my eyes, because like I said, from, from the very first episode of the season, I thought something is not right with this guy. But then, just like he was able to pull Sadiq in with him helping him with the PTSD and everything, I came over to the side of liking Dante and everything else. So they played, they played me, the audience member, like a fiddle over that whole thing. And that reveal, while I don't appreciate it, <laughs> at the same time, I do appreciate the way that they, that they presented it. Um, I was not overly fond of the way Lydia acted, uh, but at the same time, um, I don't know, because I don't know what that's leading to. That, it, and this is something that The Walking Dead hasn't done for a while, and that is the penultimate episode before a season finale or a mid-season finale. Usually, in recent seasons, they telegraph everything that's going to happen the next episode. That's the thing. But I, <laughs> I honestly have no idea where this is going for this next episode. And I like that. I mean, I have ideas. I have things that I think they're wanting us to think, but now I, I, I think they've sufficiently messed with my mind this season enough to where it's well done. And uh, I'm going to give it four out of five busters with an extra point two five for pulling the wool over my eyes for seven episodes. I'm going to give it three and a half. I'm, uh, I think overall I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a good episode. I think Cudlitz did a pretty decent uh, job directing it. I, I think – the the Sadiq thing. I'm very torn about the Sadiq thing because I, I, Aaron, I think you made some really good arguments um, related to that. I think the the shock factor, you know, is something that we haven't had for a while. But I just I don't know. There's just something about how that played out that I'm just not happy about. And maybe what they do with it, you know, will will turn me around. So I'm I'm really curious to see where they go and what they do uh, with it from here. I can so. agree that because like next week, obviously, there's going to be some. There needs to be some clarity as far as Dante's concerned. I mean, that's a big, you know, yes. as much as, oh, there's a reveal. There's still, like, some question marks over that. And I, you know, I'm seeing, like, in some of the busters that we'll get to, like, people now yelling out pothole. It's like, for one thing, a lot of people don't know what potholes are. But it's like, there's a difference between pothole and just not, like, showing you every single step of what's happened. Like, and right. so, like, there's... There's also it, a difference between pothole and inconsistency. Yeah, I mean... And from where we're sitting right now, it's not that there's plot holes. It's just like, yes, this was a reveal, So, and there's still another episode. So clearly there's going to be further explanation as to why things could transpire the way they do. Yeah. So, all right, so that's what we thought of this week's episode. But over on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast, uh, some folks left their Buster reviews. Mr. Dietz, can you read those to the folks? Absolutely. Go wait your whistle, Russ. I got it. Uh, once again, everyone uh, is, is uh, being really cool. We're getting a lot of good comments in our group, uh, Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group on the Facebooks. You may have heard of it. We start off with Mike Jones. Three bad health care plans out of five. <clears throat> Maybe it was the greatness of last week, but this week was just so-so. It seems unbelievable that no one put a boil water rule into place before this. Uh, Lydia, Aaron, and the ending were the best parts for me. Uh, next week's preview looks much better. Um, boiling water really doesn't get rid of everything. I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, they clearly had some kind of system since they had good water and bad water. <laughs> right. Well, there was probably you know, a polar spring or something. Trey right? Irvin writes in, uh, but why did Lydia not recognize Dante? Anyone? 
I mean, there's any number of reasons. You could have just not known him. Um, you could have came in after. Could have been there after. Wore masks Lydia. all the time. Yeah, wore masks all the time. Could have been there after Lydia had left already. There is, I, I mean, there's a lot of whisperers, and most of them are grizzly dudes. So not being able to pick one up out of a lineup is probably not the biggest sin. <laughs> uh, this was not a terrible episode, but the plot twist just left me more confused and sad. Oh, sorry, Dura. Uh, Leo Cavalla, four out of five plot holes. Love the episode, but how did Dante join the group? When Magner and her team showed up, Michonne didn't let them join so easily, but Dante shows up, and they immediately allow him to be the doctor. But again, but there was a time jump in between seasons, so we didn't see that process. But I mean, So Dante was already there before that new group at the beginning I, of our time I, jump? No, I like the time jump in between the, seasons, not between the... I think the, after the kingdom fell. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The, after the kingdom fell, I think when they were moving people from the kingdom into the hilltop and Oceanside and Alexandria, I think he just blended in and was just one of the faceless, nameless people that got moved there. Oh, okay. I mean, we just we didn't see it. We like between that last season's finale and this season premiere, we didn't see the time that elapsed, but there has been some time. So it was like there was no episode where Dante just joined in. We joined right. the season after a period of time had passed. So. Whatever right. happened already happened. We just didn't get shown that portion of the thing. Right. Uh, yeah, I was just. I, I, I guess I was a little uh, uh, fuzzy on the timeline from his explana- explanation. Sure. Um, Lisa Kelly, five out of five. Mind officially blown. So much action, so much lead up to this episode. No, not Sadiq. I kind of gave Dante the benefit of the doubt. I guess I was wrong. Maybe there were a few plot holes, but come on, folks. This is a show about zombies, not a documentary. I just reckon this was The Walking Dead at its finest. Uh, Brent Jones, three. Well, at least I don't have to watch him mentally break down anymore out of five. Never trusted that doctor and him killing the prisoner and blaming Sadiq. I've hated watching Sadiq break down over the last few weeks simply because it bored me. But his final flashback with dude holding open his eyes was so effed up. We have a spy, tainted water supply that the only guy who knew about it is now dead and a dead prisoner. Also, a whisperer knows the truth about Lydia. Lots of balls in the air right now, and it's being done very well. Uh, Benjamin Foster, 3.5 twist that got twisted. Wasn't Dante supposed to pull a Sixth Sense slash Fight Club move? Yeah, Russ, wasn't that your theory? <laughs> that he, yeah. that he, he was Tyler Durden? <laughs> yes. Um, I, was, I wasn't expecting a heel turn. I'm glad PTSD flashbacks are finally over. Time for the evil doctor's reign. Uh, Aaron and Gamma's first date was visually awkward. Come on, baby, just take off your mask. You first. Let's see the stump. Uh, I was bummed we didn't get an alpha kill for insubordination. Just some time with the switch for naughty thoughts. She's losing her touch. Uh, Susan Monk, 4.5 unexpected infiltrators out of 5. Yes, there are plot holes, but I was not expecting the hot doctor to die. Looking forward to the chaos at the Whisperers camp when they find out Alpha lied to them. Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, four, someone call a doctor out of five. Uh, enjoyed this week's episode, but didn't see that coming at the end. Looking forward to the midseason finale next week. And finally, Kevin Berry wraps it up this week with four sleeper cells out of five. This was a good episode, continued a strong first half of the season. I still cannot believe it took them that long to think about the water. That was something I was thinking, too. Like, Sadiq's the only one who's going to think about that? Uh, I'm not sure how much time has passed from when Aaron met Gamma. Whisperer captured, an outbreak of sickness in the town, but when was Aaron going to share his intel? 
don't think he was going to, but we uh, that that's our our uh, listener bust rings for open your eyes. If you want to get in uh, the group in time to uh, comment your very own selves on the finale, which is next week, uh, then by all means uh, join the Facebook group. It's the Walking Dead TV podcast. Excellent. Well, thanks everybody for chiming in on the episode. Um, you can stay tuned to hhwlod.com right here um, where we've been posting our We Watch Watchmen episodes. Um, they've been a lot of fun to do. We'll have one coming out uh, towards the end of this week for episode five. That's of the awesome. Series. And we, we will have a lot to say. Not that we normally don't have a lot to say, but I think we will have a lot more to say than, than usual on this episode. Timothy Blake Nelson. Um, oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yes. What a performance that episode. That's all I'm going to say. So keep keep your eye out uh, here for that. Uh, so, Mr. Taylor, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, me and Russ uh, constantly talking Batman uh, and all that stuff on the Gotham by Geeks podcast. And uh, Jim uh, keeping me and Donnie straight with uh, our crazy shenanigans talking all the TV and movie stuff on Nothing's On. New episode, uh, new episode just went up today. Yeah, just dropped. Hot take. Another new episode just dropped. And you can catch it there. Uh, and, well, there's another, a whole bunch of other po- podcasts that are on the network, on the Taylor Network. Cool. Jim, where can people find you? Well, like you said, nothing's on every week. Uh, usually goes up like Monday or Tuesday. Uh, talking, uh, you know, TV and, and uh, movie news for the week. Uh, you got the Walking Dead TV podcast you're listening to now. Uh, you got the We Watch Watchmen, which is our side gig, covering, as you mentioned, the HBO miniseries uh, Watchmen, which if you're not watching, you should be, because you're sleeping. Sleeping on one of the best shows of the year. Uh, and oldmagicgaming.com, where you can find all our D&D, all my, anyway, D&D podcasts uh, from our, our Old Magic Gaming group. Check that out, oldmagicgaming.com. Cool. Aaron? I do all kinds of things. You can find me talking about movies on a weekly basis on the podcast I co-host with my friend Abe on the show Out Now with Aaron and Abe. We talk about the latest movie releases and more. We just did an episode on Ford versus Ferrari, which is awesome. Um, and we have commentary tracks every month. we got one coming out for Interview with the Vampire, which should be a lot of fun to record. Uh, you can also find me writing about The Walking Dead and more at WeLiveEntertainment.com. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Rich? Yeah, I think um, most of the stuff I'm on has already been mentioned. DC Podcast, the We Watch Watchmen, this podcast, and then catch me on the socials at ChubToad01. Excellent. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will be back next week for the mid-season finale uh, of the Walking of Season 10 of The Walking Dead. Uh, and then who knows what will happen during the hiatus. Maybe maybe nothing. Maybe, maybe we'll... Finally, get to a comic episode. We, we'll have a couple months between uh, between episodes there, so stay tuned to the feed after that. You never know what might might show up. Um, and again, facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast, or you can write in an email to WDTV at HHWLOD.com. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, don't drink the water.